Hey Don't guys, worry. welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Bruce from Printavo. This is the Print Hustlers Printavo podcast. We've got Chris Newcomer on Big Planet Apparel. Mm. There's no spaces no. in that. Right. Which I typed in and I was like, I want to make sure I get their company name wrong because they saw it with no spaces. Maybe that I made a mistake. So according to the government, there's spaces. Uh huh. But graphically, there's no spaces. Okay, got it. And Google Maps. Is there uh, no spaces on Google Maps? I don't think so. Okay, good. Which that was my source of truth. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look up your LLC. <laughs> That's all right. We're in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Close, Bruce. Close. Oh shoot. We pronounce it Lancaster. You gotta say Oops. it like you're sneezing. We're in Lancaster. No, is that right? So I actually, you're so close. La- it's all right. All right, say it again you're one more time. Lancaster. Lancaster. You just say, you gotta say it fast. You gotta say the front mm-hmm. part fast. Lancaster. Lancaster. There it is. There we go. Thank you, <laughs> Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But but it's Lancaster, California. Oh, I you know I had a really cool drive coming in. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, very farm. Mm-hmm. Then really beautiful row houses. You know, like homes that are literally just connected. It looks like one brick wall. Yeah, but there's windows and everything painted, beautiful colors. Um, coming in, I stopped at a shop earlier. I'm gonna go to a shop later too, which I'm excited about as well. But Tell me what's going on here. Yeah, so... How'd you get started, by the way? I started in uh, ninth grade in uh-huh. graphics class, uh, Mr. Turner's class. Shout out to Bill Turner. Thanks, uh, Bill. Who makes me call him Bill now, um, which is weird for me uh, <laughs> still. But uh, but yeah, I started in ninth grade in graphics class. We had... Uh, it was offset printing. It was screen printing. And it was... Uh, we all started on like G3 computers. I don't know if you remember those. The Apple ones? Yeah, this was like the, right were as... Were they the gray ones? So this is like right as Steve Jobs came back. Okay. Like right around that era. Like they started making... Um, they were cloning the operating system. So they were technically Mac clones. They weren't even on Apple hardware. And then Steve Jobs came back and cut that off. So school had half Mac clones and half of like those candy-colored Apple... The clear ones. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how'd you wait? How did you go though from Apple employee to shop owner? Yeah. So after high school, I worked in a couple of screen printing uh, shops just because I knew some people that worked in the industry. Yeah. I just kind of wanted in to do production it. or right. So I was just a printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for a really small shop, and then I worked for a really big shop, and then I quit doing that. Kind of wandered around for a good long while. Uh, Lived in Maryland, lived in Colorado for a little bit. And then when I came back to Lancaster, uh, I had in the back of my head, like, I want to start my own shop because it was something that I, I knew I wanted to do. Uh, so I got a job for Apple. I worked there for a year. And then I left, uh, came back four years later. And then I worked at Apple for five years. And the plan was when I came back, because I knew that Apple gave benefits to part-time employees. So I knew like, I'm going to start my screen printing thing. I'm going to do it, you know, when I get home at night all the time. And then uh, I was going to work for Apple part-time. And I did that for like five or six years and started in my basement. And then I only left that. It was like three and a half, four years ago. I left Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, to be full-time here. Yeah. To be full-time here. What, what made you move? from part-time to full-time was it a revenue number it was a it was kind of a weird push uh there was one weekend where 
Like I knew I was going to have to either call off all weekend mm-hmm. or uh, or just quit. Yeah. Like that was – otherwise they were going to fire me. Like if I called off all weekend, they were probably going to fire me. Why, you had a big job? I had four big jobs. On a manual? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything was manual at the time. Everything was manual at the time and in my basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had one of those row houses that you were talking about, a uh, two-story thing. And in my basement, we had a six-color press, a really small, tiny little dryer, and uh, and some like an exposure unit as well that I had all cobbled together. Um, so my girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, said, you know, if if you think like you can make a good go at this, then why don't you just why don't you just quit? And I was like, I can't just quit. Like I got guaranteed income coming in. Like I can't just quit. My wife did the same thing. Right. For Pentavo going full time. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like she's like, well, why don't you just quit? Like and I was like, because I have a mortgage and a car payment and everything else. So but then like I did I had been. I was getting work really consistently. We're, we were starting to make some like some actual money, uh, and like it was like a year after I did that. It was like a year, year and a half after I did that. We were out of the basement. A year and a half after that, we were in the large facility that we're in, and then a year and a half after that, we had both the spaces that we're in now. Do you think it was a mind shift of just being able to uh, think about the business all the time? Was it uh, a, a survival type of instincts like i have to make this work i, I mean pro- it's a lot it's of probably growth. all those kind of things mm-hmm. that kind of culminated uh like I, I really didn't like once i made the decision i didn't really think like i thought like when i was actually quitting like i walked into uh the job i, I said to the manager hey i gotta talk to you and she was like can we do you, can we do this out in the floor or do you need me back in the office i was like it's probably a good idea if we go back to the office so I just walked in. I was like, hey, look, this has been a great job. It's a really good opportunity. Like, I like being here, but I have to quit. And she was like, well, are you going to give two weeks or is it like, and I was like, I can't. Like, this is, this is like, I got a line in the sand. And then after I left, like, it felt like you had that really good feeling, like, here we go. And then after that, like, I didn't really give it any much more thought than, okay, like, this is what we do now kind of thing. Cause it, it always like I basically would work eight hours at Apple, then go home and work six, seven hours, print, sure, and then sleep whenever you can. Do you remember where you were at revenue wise when you went full time? We were like I was like I think that year. So we started in two thousand nine. Um, that's when I started like buying equipment uh, off Craigslist and eBay, and I would just cobble like. Do you remember your first press? Yeah, it was a. a it was a um, two-station, four-color press, and I got it for five hundred bucks. No, I got it for seven hundred bucks because I told the guy all cash. And then three years later, I sold that press to a school for five hundred bucks, and they were thrilled to get it. Um, but yeah, I forget what the, I forget what the brand was. It was uh, so I I'd cobbled together all this uh, stuff, and then. We so we had made no money, um, like and not even like the cool like business way you not make money like you like write offs everything like we literally made no money uh, for about four years and then the first year we made actual money was about twelve hundred bucks. Wait, why? 
Just your prices were so low? Pricing, like we, mistakes. Uh, uh, so you had to eat a lot. We ate a lot, buying you know new equipment, ink, all that stuff to build up. Four years, and this was part-time. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I would have made infinitely more money from a part-time job. Uh, but what, then, what kept you going if, you know, <laughs> after year no one, yeah. year two... Not, not that it's bad. I'm just no, kidding. Because no. like, it could also be that, hey, look, I just love doing this. and So that so that was part of it. I had started early in life, and I really liked doing it. Yeah. Um, there, Like, I'd love to tell you there's some, like, m- like, business mentality that I took on. Right. But really, it was just, this is, like, we're just going to keep going forward. Okay. Um, so the year that I left, to answer your question fully, it was about 45000 Got it. Is what we made and i think you know i mean you cut that in half because you got to buy t-shirts and ink and all that other good stuff so okay so you're on this trajectory Mm -hmm. you're going and there must been some point where the margin started to grow to generate profit to do this full time right what was that turning point honestly i probably left apple too soon um but so that that year we made like 45 the year i left because i left in an august that year we did about 45 the next year we you know, cracked a hundred thousand and then it started to really separate. Like then I, then I started being able to like go to my wholesalers and say like, what, what better pricing can you do for me? Because then they started paying a, like a little bit of attention to me. Uh, so that's when the margin started to like kind of separate from like, it was when I could start focusing on those kind of things that that's when the separation started happening where they're like, Oh, there is money here kind of thing. Was it, so so you were able to get your cost of goods down, but were, did you change pricing too? Yeah, so... Um, Obviously, I'm assuming mistakes re- got reduced. So there was... Mistakes got drastically reduced. Um, uh, we took on... One of our biggest clients that we had came on board about year five. Mm-hmm. So that really helped with, you know, taking us from the basement to, you know, where we are now. Because uh, doing stuff for them attracted other customers. They were like, oh, they're using you? Cool, we'll so use this, you as well. So this, and when did this customer start with you? When you were doing part-time work? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. So he was, uh, he had, he went to high school. I went to high school with his older sister, and mm-hmm. he went to high school with my brother. And he randomly saw me at the Apple store, and he was like, hey, you still doing that t-shirt thing? And I'm like, yeah, sure am. And he was like, cool, here's my card. Uh my company's starting to really take off. We need some some different kinds of apparel. I'm like, great, I can help you out with all that stuff. Is it a retail company or no, they do roofing. So um, you know It's like uniforms and Yeah. So it turned into crew shirts and stuff for his sales guys and then the miscellaneous stuff like backpacks and all the other stuff that And he comes has along other business owner buddies and Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. And then he started he recommended me to a couple other people. And oddly enough uh, the other thing that really turned uh, stuff around for me, uh, this is going to, I don't know how uh, kids are going to take this, but probably mostly adults are listening to this anyway, but poker uh, actually completely changed my business as well. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um, so I was playing card games with some pretty wealthy guys. and I didn't, Texas Hold'em? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is poker boom happens, Okay, and I'm, well, I'm like all about Like poker stars it. type or, or in person? This was in person. Okay. This is all in person. So everybody that I knew wanted to play cards, and I got pretty good at it. Like, I don't know. I just got an aptitude for the game and just okay. like playing. 
So I started playing with some guys that were some pretty heavy hitters, like that all owned businesses and they were good dudes. And, uh, and they you know, one by one, they'd be like, Hey, uh, can you do some, some, some stuff for us? Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. So that's kind of how stuff started happening that way. And that's also how I found my business mentor as well. Uh, so I've been playing cards with these guys for a couple of years and my friend Scott comes into the Apple store again. It all comes back to Apple. Uh, and I, he was like, hey, I want to buy some phones. I'm like, cool. And I'm helping him out with that. And uh, this was about the time when it started to take off for us a little bit. We were starting to make some money. And uh, he goes, hey, you got that business. How's that going? I'm like, it's going really good, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, and he was like, well, here's my card. Call me anytime. We'll go out to breakfast, lunch, whatever. You can ask me whatever you want. That is awesome. Yeah. And still to this day, like, I mean, I just called him last week and I was like, hey, uh, I got a couple questions. Do you mind if we talk next week? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, what kind of questions did you ask last week? Uh, last week was... Um, this is different than the roofer. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is the... the this the, is different. There's different guy than oh, the okay, roofer. Okay, different, okay. different guy than the roofer. The roofer uh, just kind of happened because... Uh, yeah, going to high school. Right. We went to high school and then reconnecting. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, what kind of... Uh, business challenges were you having yeah so in the last year and a half we've gone from kind of a basement shop to we weren't really in a basement anymore a year and a half ago but we still had that same mentality to now like we're kind of a company so those challenge like just logistical challenges like how do i do like this kind of tax stuff uh i think the questions last week were something like like um just employee kind of handbooks, that kind of stuff. Like how do we get X, Y, and Z like lined up so that we're not, you know, so it's not just all under my name and, you know, we're actually doing things. So yeah, that's what, that's what it was last week was that was the, the challenges are, you know, we've grown out of everything just being in my head. to now that we're an actual company now too. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's such a, it's such a natural, but uh, kind of painful experience for sure. Mainly because you do it for as long as you possibly can until uh, it's 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 painful to add somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, what was some of the advice he was telling you? So he was just telling me, like you know, get you know get your books in order, kind of stuff. Uh, he's like, you might want to hire an HR consultant, possibly. He's like, you can talk to my HR director about stuff. Uh, he's been pretty cool about just letting me you have all the information. Like, he's not. I mean, I think that's kind of a, a a thing that a lot of people don't understand. Like, when you have rich friends, like they're rich with knowledge as well, and they're happy to give that to you. Like, they might not give you like a hundred bucks. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But they'll gladly give you the knowledge they have. Sure. Uh, which is incredible. Like that's one of the things that really changed, like the way I think about just perspectives on the world is like, hey, this person's like never, not said, you know, they're, they've been very generous with their time and with their you know, wealth of knowledge. Like, so I might as well take advantage of it. So. Reaching this next level of professionalism, you mm -hmm. talked about this basement to professional mm -hmm. real business shop. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like those are all aspects. You talk about training, you talk about HR stuff, tax stuff, accounting stuff. 
Um, was there customer relationship yeah, pieces ab- there? Absolutely, for like sure. What? Yeah, so um, a lot of the admin duties would fall to me. And I have ADHD, like like a lot of business owners do. They're just real good salespeople. And they're, you know, we're super friendly. And, you know, I can win over a room real quick. But that doesn't translate well when it comes to responding to emails, making sure stuff's in the software correctly. You know, the detail stuff was really difficult for me. And a lot of stuff would fall through the cracks. Uh, so... You know, you hire the right people to be able to take care of, you know, those kind of things. Uh, Like now we have an admin and also somebody that handles the artwork in-house as well. So both those things have completely changed. That's one person that you hired? It's one and a half. Got it. So The admin's uh, part-time? Yeah, the admin's... Are they here? No, uh, she works from home. She's a friend of mine uh, that wanted to get back into the working world. Very cool. So, yeah, that just worked out really nicely. She told me about a year ago, hey, I'm thinking about you know, starting to work again because she had some kids and, you know, but she wanted to do something part-time from home. And I was like, cool. Put that in the back of my mind. And then so I think that out. is one of the most undervalued roles. For sure. Somebody to help you out, to give you more time. We just worked on this video that we'll link down below around uh, time buyback principle mm-hmm. where a lot of times we're hiring for capacity yeah. just to like more throughput, more throughput, do more stuff. But you get to a point like you were talking about where I'm just the, I'm the hub of all these spokes coming mm-hmm. in and the admin or assistant or VA, what do you, whatever you want to call it. Um, even part-time I'm yeah. sure was such a, I, it's a huge when relief. I brought on a part-time assistant and I still work with her. She's awesome. Uh, she's out in Washington. Um, We've actually never met. We've talked a ton, of course, over Zoom and Slack and all that. But gosh, the amount of tasks that you just try to just do. Right. And just like, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll answer this email. I'll do this. And it's just like, it's painful, I think, when you really think about the stuff that you could be doing or should be doing. For sure. And you think about like, like as business owners, like we never turn it off. Mm -hmm. So to me, answering an email at two in the morning is not that big of a deal. Right. But to your surrounding people, like... My wife has been very, I've been a, you know, workaholic since we met and she knows that, that, that I'm going to work even on vacation. But when you start like maturing as a person and even as a business owner, you're like, you know what? Like, maybe I'm just not going to answer this. Like, I don't have to Gary V everything. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I'm not going to answer this email at two in the morning and I'll let the person that's supposed to handle it tomorrow morning, handle it tomorrow morning. And We'll just, you know, we can talk. There's, okay, so here's what I find interesting about this. There is an interesting aspect and competitive advantage to just speed. Yeah. I really believe yeah. speed adds it. And as a business owner, you give that because A, you can do that. You're very motivated. You own the business. Mm-hmm. You can respond right away and you'll do it. And B, I think customers really appreciate working with any business. It could be a one person business but if it says owner or ceo or something Mm -hmm. in the email signature or you know you see it on the name tag or something it makes them feel special sure it is really hard though to scale that without either burning out or just getting you know being over it yeah uh did you feel that is that one push that happened or was it 
it was it more of the capacity aspect? It was you? more the capacity aspect. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I mean, this is farm country where we're at. So like working 12, 14 hours a day is like, it's Tuesday. You don't even think about it. I passed by some of the Amish. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> so I have some deep Mennonite roots in the area. So the, the work ethic that you get from being like in that atmosphere is incredible. Like my grandpa worked all the time. My dad worked really hard all of his life. So to me, you know, 12, 14 hour days, like, you know, whatever, but it's, it starts to be a capacity thing and it starts to be, a thing like I was talking about where the people around you, like the relationships start to like, I need to be able to be friends with somebody just to be friends with them. Like not to, you know, cultivate our business relationship. It's like, I just need to be able to hang out with somebody and shoot the shit kind of thing. What were the roles that she took on off your plate? So, uh, new customers, uh, like when you, um, when you uh, like fill out a contact form, yeah. When you fill out the contact form on our website, so she responds to those right away, and then also answering emails from customers that we've already dealt with before. Uh, she did does ordering, and then um, uh, putting a fair amount of stuff in Printavo. Not to you know kiss your rear end, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, we use your software, so. Uh, so yeah, I mean, she puts stuff in and, you know, make sure it's all lined up. So, got it. um, and then the other guy, Rich, uh, does all the artwork like in house. So he lays everything out. Uh, so it looks good, like in Printavo. And then we like, with sometimes there's detailed instructions that, you know, that he knows that, that, that I mean, they work together very closely, so they're kind of putting stuff in together. Got it. Uh, and he's doing the separations and that kind of thing, which is, you know, radically changed because I was doing all the separations, which I'm a C plus student at at this point. Like the the other problem with doing everything is you're a C plus student at everything True. instead of being an A student at True. what you're really good at. Uh, so you know you're doing everything at this C plus level, and then you know I mean stuff's gonna stuff falls through the cracks when that happens. And there's been the last you know year year and a half, it's been incredible because. All the stuff that, like, I, and you see stuff fall through the cracks, but there's sometimes just only so many hours in a day. But now, like, hardly anything. Like, sometimes stuff falls through the cracks, but somebody's going to find it. Got so, it. So you are just fantastic. over capacity. For sure. For sure. What are the other things that you were trying to change from going from business to real shop? Or- yeah. So uh, one of the big things is we've kind of been relying solely on word of mouth and like a little bit of Google advertising. Mm-hmm. And we have a little bit of a social presence as well, but it's more just for fun than it is the specific driven kind of thing. So uh, having a, a detailed marketing plan along with a detailed sales plan as well is kind of the next step in the evolution. Uh, because with the new equipment that we have, we have, and the customers that we have, we have this great foundation, we have this great business, um, but taking it to the next level is going to take some sales and marketing for sure. That makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Word of mouth works really well. And I've seen some obviously big shops that are mm-hmm. just word of mouth. We've never marketed and so on. But word of mouth isn't scalable though. Like right. in that you can't control it. It's not right. like you can turn it up or know that if it's falling off, that it's falling off. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to... For sure. It, it It's really hard to truly measure you never and, know and what's be, coming. That's the right, like, right. It it can be great. It can be, oh, you know, here's a fifty thousand dollar client. Yeah. You know, here's a manufacturing facility that you know 
who want to get t-shirts all day long. But then it also could, you know, you could go months before or even years before something like that happens again. Right. I think, I think some of the two lowest hanging fruits for shops marketing wise is a, a website that's really SEO optimized mm-hmm. as in like, what are the keywords people are using to find you? Yeah. Is it, uh, you know, Pennsylvania screen printing? Is it very local driven? Is it like long tail keyword, which is, uh, uh, custom jerseys for high schools, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to have landing pages targeted towards that. And then also when we heavily use and used back when we were running a little shop was email marketing. Yeah. And just all of the customers, you know, keeping them in the loop, mm-hmm. uh, sending stuff out, trying to target them based on certain things that they're interested in. Just make sure that you're yeah. up front and center. With and them. your customers are your best base of sales too. Yep. Like, you know, start there. Right. You know, just email everybody. Hey, running a special on this this week. Right. You'd be surprised how many people. That's how we generate sales. For sure. Um, we uh, may not have done it correctly when we were college students, but uh, yeah, well. people, <laughs> I think I told the story, but people would always CC instead of BCC, okay. where, like club members and everything. <laughs> so um, there was an easy you got way got a to... lot of reply alls. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, speaking of funny things that happen at Apple, sometimes they would send out, like Tim Cook would send an email, uh-huh. and then there'd be like idiots in the company that would reply all to the to 200,000 people that worked at Apple. And then there'd be a whole bunch of even dumber people that would be like, please take me off this email chain. Like, it's not an email chain. Somebody replied all. And... <laughs> <laughs> just it that's <laughs> I biggest company that. in the world and they still have that same stupid problem I know. first uh i remember first uh first job out of college that would yeah every time that would happen though yeah. any mass company email you know a monthly thing or whatever it's so funny um, whatever it happened you said you were buying a lot of equipment what what kind yeah. of stuff have you bought recently so we bought the uh the rock u press uh that's the thing that we uh just invested in that's um, the smaller one, right? Out of the no second line? Mi- like the middle level one. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so th- uh, there's uh, so ours is an eight color uh, ten station press. Um, we got two flash dryers with it. Um, so that's the biggest thing that we purchased. Um, is it the I, first auto purchase? No, we had an M- we had a two thousand five uh, M and R that has uh, been mothballed. It was starting to not perform as well as it could. It okay. Either, Everything on it could have been fixed, but at a certain point, you're, you're putting money into an older car. Got Might it. as well just buy a new car. Um, so I had to buy a new dryer this year because our old one broke down. That was one of the worst days of my entire life. Why? It's just a big job, isn't it? Well, of course, it, nothing ever happens, you know, a time frame that makes any kind of sense. So what happened was I was on the way here and I get a call. Steve called me, my lead printer, and he goes, the dryer's dead. And I'm like, are you sure it's dead or is it just... Because we had an old M&R dryer that we got for really cheap and like he's like, no, no, I think it's dead, dead. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I knew about... <laughs> okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Better not be. Let me... Uh... <laughs> okay, cool. Let me bang my head in the steering wheel for a little while <laughs> is probably what I was thinking. Um, I knew about another dryer. I had seen somebody else's shop in Baltimore and I noticed that they had a dryer that they weren't using in the corner that they didn't use anymore. And I put that in the back of my head. 
and uh, I called. I got off the phone with uh, my guy Steve, and I called him, and I was like, "Hey, do you still have that dryer for sale?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." Uh, and I was like, "Cool. Can I come pick it up today?" And he was like, "Well, uh, let me move a few things around." And then he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you can come down today. That's no problem." So I rented a U-Haul, took one of my other guys that's not here today. We drove down to Baltimore, picked up the press, you know, gave him the price that he wanted, which was pretty fair actually. Brought it back. The guy that installs stuff for me, the tech. I called him on the way back and I was like, hey, is there any chance you can install this for me tonight? And he was like, well, I, I do have off tonight. I can come down and take a look at it for you. It's no problem. So he comes in. He's starting to put everything together. I mean, I've just had a day, uh, a lot of Red Bull that day. And uh, he's like, oh, uh, this new dryer's uh, three phase. Your old one was single phase. So the wiring isn't right. Which is fine because we have three phase power here, so that's oh, actually we do. Fu- we do. Oh, okay. We do. So I thought that, that was part's the... fine. No, that part's <laughs> fine. It's just the wiring was single phase. Okay. So he's like, he just run up to Lowe's and get this stuff for me, and I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. Well, Lowe's doesn't have three phase stuff. They fa- they they phase it all out to use lack of a better term. Uh, they don't they don't carry it anymore. So I had to wait the next day. The next day, the electrical supply, the local electrical supply store, they have everything that you'll need. Um, so I went there in the morning. Luckily, my tech had come back. So we really, on something where we should have been shut down for about two, three weeks to get it up and running again, we got up and running in like a day. That's amazing. Man. I know. it was. It's like the craziest. I mean, like, it worked out really well. Everything lined up. I thought you were going to say the electric wasn't... Uh... No, and actually, <laughs> we were we were having power problems, and now that everything's you know installed correctly, we don't nothing nothing else as far as that goes. So, so you got uh, you got the Rock U, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, new dryer, new dryer, two polyprint. Uh, yeah, we have the polyprint uh, okay. direct to garment printer. What about the embroidery machines? The embroidery machines aren't brand new, but they're a couple years old. They're the butterfly ones. Um, they work really nice. So we have three single head uh, uh, embroidery machines that we use. And then I guess three years ago now, we bought the uh, Riley Hopkins 300 okay. from Ryanette. Got it. So, yeah. Any uh, any equipment you wouldn't have bought or not using too much? or There isn't anything that we have right now that we don't use every day. Um, there's a couple things that I want to get, but they're kind of like, uh, luxury kind of stuff. Like what? There's, well, I want to get the automatic screen cleaner. Okay. That man. Mm. And I think it's because like everybody else in screen printing, I started, they were like, here go clean some screens. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a personal vengeance. Yeah. Right. Right. I just <laughs> never want to clean a screen again for the, And I don't want to put anybody else through that. Right. So if you if you could just pull off tape and just set them in there, but they're they're a little expensive and also it's not big enough to have one. Got it. So the next shop and a lot of I'm shops will have like a wet and dry area too. Right. To exactly. I just want to point out I just really like the admin aspect. Yeah. That you brought for somebody sure. on there. Yeah. So it's um, been fantastic. Changed yeah. changed my life. Changed my personal life too. Like I don't have to 
like I don't have to like like we were talking about like I don't have to answer those weird emails at three in the morning right like and it's somebody's job to take care of this and the other thing is like I'm giving this person this job if I keep getting in the way they're not going to be able to do their job effectively that I've given them so just get out of the way mm-hmm. like people are going to make mistakes it's okay you correct those mistakes and you just move on and people get better what do you feel like is the biggest win that you've had in the last year uh so uh, a couple like probably the biggest we got the we got the biggest check we've ever gotten that was a that felt like climbing everest that day really like when or i just got closing the sale when i got the actual physical check like for the amount of money that it was like and there was a lot of back-ended stuff so you know you don't get that amount of money but when you see that amount of money in a check i was like Man, this is fantastic. Like, like when you see a check with a comma, you're like, all right, I like this quite a bit. Like, and it, it was, I mean, that, that sounds so like vain and stupid, but like, no, I, when you see, when you, when you get a check that big, you're like, I could pay off. There isn't anything I couldn't pay off right now. Like it was, that, that was, that was a cool moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Where did that, did that customer come from a referral through? So, so the last uh, year, year and a half, um, a customer of mine came to me and we kind of absorbed uh, businesses together. And he was kind of like a middle person that did graphic design. And that's the person that does uh, our separations and artwork and runs our uh, online stores for uh, places. So is he, was he brokering out stuff? Yeah. So you guys. Yeah, I was his screen printer. Got it. And, um, and then he... He didn't want to do that, or wh- how did that come it to be? It kind of just worked out where it w- we we both saw the advantages of coming together, mm-hmm. and uh, it just worked out really well. You know, he had embroidery equipment. This, the, you know, it was his embroidery equipment. It was his graphic design knowledge. Like he's like a classically trained graphic designer. So like before Illustrator was a thing, like he went to art college for but, that. But like. What was the th- like? Was it you buying him? Was it uh, splitting this new business together? What- so it it the way it worked out like without getting into too many you know odds and ends. Sure. Like it was uh like we just kind of decided like I need like I had I had an employee leave, and I was like, hey, do you think you could fill this role for me of doing this stuff like? on a per job basis. Like, so I was just paying him, you know, as a 1099 kind of person. And then eventually it came to the point where it's like, well, maybe we should just get together. Like, like make both of our businesses together. Got it. Okay. And so it's just a lot of synergy that you guys for sure. got yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. I always like to hear the wins. I mean, I know what that feels. Yeah. That reminds me of our first subscription like our first customer that yeah. started paying us to use Printavo. For sure. Um, and although it was maybe $19 or yeah. $20, it was like... Man, those were the good days of Printavo. Yeah, it was like... I <laughs> it mean, was, it was That's so what special. you guys started off with? was like 20 bucks a month? Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> when I first launched Printavo, it was... I'm not mad about what we pay for Printavo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of older plans out there. It was maybe... Tw- Maybe it was 25, 29, something like that, okay. right? So I put it out there. I spent, I must have spent a year 
working on Protava, yeah. right? Just building, tweaking this and this and this. Were you posting. Do, do you know how to code? Were you doing like the back end stuff? I so I love design. I was okay. doing a ton of design work, building websites, mm-hmm. design mobile apps and stuff. And then I wanted to always build it. So I just picked up what's called a Ruby on Rails book and I started okay. to learn the coding. Gotcha. I took a class in databases that helped just learn the basics. Um, but uh, after building all this, you know, you you were like, you open your doors. Yeah. And you're like, okay, come on, everybody. And it's like, <laughs> oh, nobody I know, shows I know up. that feeling. Nobody shows up, right? I have a business. And all your friends are like, cool. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I'll buy stuff. Just crickets. <laughs> crickets. Crickets so, for a long time. Yes, for months. I mean, it must have been three, four months. And so I was, you know, you release it. So then I was like, oh, maybe it's the pricing. So I, yeah. it was free. Then I post on on the forums. So if you guys remember T-shirt forums or... Yeah. Uh, Do I remember T-shirt God, forums? there was another one. I still, still, I still go on active. T-shirt forums every now and then. Really? Yeah. Why not? I, I, um, I check in on them maybe once yeah. a week or something. Not as much as I think I used, just because the Facebook groups are so popular right, now. for sure. But, uh, and there was another forum i can't remember was anyway it, yeah i know i know what you're talking the shirt about. forums yeah yeah so yeah. um anyway posted people were like this is great um then i was like all right well i'll make it free yeah then it was well how am i gonna run my business if this is for free right. and i'm like well what do you want <laughs> like i'm trying to make this work sure. so just you know keep improving and then one day i got an email from do you stripe to collect payments we use or, uh paypal okay so it's but we, similar but we, i mean we have a stripe account because we, i needed a swiper got so, it got yeah. it and you know you get those emails and it's like congratulations you received a x amount right payment or whatever right uh, I got that and I was like just working on something and I couldn't believe it. So I, somebody paid me. Yeah. Somebody paid but me. I th- but I think it was fairly sure. similar, obviously. Our amounts were probably a lot different. For sure. But uh, no, I mean, hey, I remember my first customer, the first time I got paid, it was, I mean, it, I, I bought a, <laughs> so stupid it was, but I went out and bought a, a pirate flag yeah. on uh, Amazon. I was like, this is my first money. I'm gonna buy a pirate flag. <laughs> We're just gonna take whatever we was want. Was that your logo or something at the time? No. Or is, no oh, you just wanted it. No, just yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. was big back then. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I was just actually watching that movie the other day because I've never seen the full amount or the full. You've never seen all like five of them or whatever. No. I, I mean, have towards seen the end, you're not missing much. My, but the, the first one or two is pretty good. My wife's family loves going to Disney, and so. I have seen more of the pirates boat rides. Yeah, than you have. The so now when I see the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's the that's the right, part that's where you the go thing. around the corner the and the dogs." That, yeah. So now, be, getting uh, my mom used to work for Disney, so I've been there a bunch when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I haven't been there since I was a teenager, but uh, are you? Have you become Disney like adult Disney as well, or are you just kind of like along for the ride? That's a good question. I originally thought it was kind of corny before I got there as an adult. Yeah. And then when I was there, I was like, wow. First of all, from a customer experience, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just constantly yeah. trying to frame this as a For business sure. owner, right? Absolutely. And I'm seeing the immersion... <laughs> And and like when they give you a tour, even though it's for kids, you go on the like the boat tour mm-hmm. that's even like on a rigid the way they the way they talk to people, there must be saying it a hundred times a day. Yeah. But it's as if you were the first person they told right. and everything is happening in real time. Their attention to detail is the insane. The detail there too. is insane. The training of the employees right. is insane. Everybody is like on it for, you know, the exact mm-hmm. second they're on stage. 
the way they help you is perfect. I mean, you know, it's really something to look uh, up to because of, I think, A, the training aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly there's just a huge uh, program that's getting people ramped up for this and selecting the right people. And then also the attention to detail is unbelievable from the roads to the experience to the um, it's crazy like app, even stuff sucks, you smell at certain points of the park is all planned and it's like, really good they paint buildings in the background like yeah. stuff that's gonna blend in with the sky like yes. all the stuff that you just don't even like that you don't know about disney yep. like when you find out that stuff you're like wow that is i love it that is so crazy i really like it from that aspect and then they also have adult stuff now like uh, drinks around the world oh that's cool and then uh, some of the new rides mm-hmm. so they have this one if you haven't been recently it's the avatar you, you know, you're flying Is around. Is it based like on the on movie? The, yeah. You're okay. flying around on one of the dragon things. And then um, it's the most immersive, uh, like, movie-esque experience mm-hmm. where the big IMAX screen is a couple of feet in front of you. There's no – or no, there are glasses, but it's not like you have to – you know, like the old 3D movies where you yeah. – it's like if you can kind of see at the bottom, it's it's right. it's not perfect. It was unbelievable, and it barely moves, but you really – and I was just thinking, wow, what if you were watching a James Bond mm-hmm. or, a, you know, uh, even like a rom-com or something, right. but it was – you're so close and in, in you're in it. It feels like you're in it. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I thought was yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. What do you think uh, – what do you think's next? Like, what are you trying to focus on right now? For sure. Uh, definitely um – like this sounds like whenever I saw this as an employee, I was like, that's a stupid thing to say. But now that I'm a business owner, like working on the business instead of in the business is definitely like one of the things that like is for sure, like like polishing stuff, uh, making sure stuff logistically runs really well. Um, all the stuff that like all of this stuff used to be in my head. And now it's out and other people, it's other people's jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that aspect of things where like stuff just doesn't live in my head. Like if an old customer comes to us, like they need to know what Pantone color like this shirt gets. And it can't just be in my head. Like it's got to be accessible to everybody else. So there's those kind of details where, you know, everything used to live, you know, in me. And now it's got to be in the business. So there's those kind of things. There's logistical things. There's uh, the sales and marketing aspect that is uh, starting to really take off. But I think the thing that uh, I focus on is trying to, as business owners, you try and work yourself out of having like a job inside of your business. Like it's not my... You know, if me standing behind the press doesn't help the business, it, it might help for a couple hours, but those couple hours I could have been out selling the business to somebody, bringing in big orders, that kind of thing. So where's my time really valuable at? It's valuable in selling my business, valuable working on my business, those kind of things. So that's kind of the, the next step I see for myself is, you know, like, I mean, I, I love screen printing. Like I could stand behind a press all day and not get tired and not think twice about it. But those kind of things have started to really wane. Like I've had to really pull myself away from doing those kind of things in order to make sure that it's successful and it's a place that other people can, you know, have a job and work and like to be here as well. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's for sure hard. It's tough. I mean, you it's know, even with our team, I, stuff. we have a great team too. It's just uh, we were trained. We were trained to get to this point by doing that, and mm-hmm. so now it's a total shift. But sure. uh, no, I I think this is awesome. I want to you know thank you for yeah thank you reaching out and being able to absolutely open your doors too like the you know i mean this is going to sound like real commercially but like one of the other things that's really changed that's that's been a real helpful tool is your guys software like it really has like we actually have records from the last three years of you know stuff that's been going on so we can go back and be like oh this customer got this on this date like and it's not just some terrible software that doesn't work like stuff works and we like using it that's awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate Absolutely. it, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Guys, we were at Big uh, Planet Apparel. I know. I, it's all right. something it's all right. I was about to say something else. I knew right. was wrong. Guys, this is Big Planet Apparel. We're hanging out with Chris Newcomer. Thanks so much. For sure. We really appreciate being able to spend time today and being able to have an in person. I love doing. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. In person. So much more than uh, online. But. Thank you guys for listening to Printavo's Pronounces Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next episode. I'm Bruce from Printavo. Later. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Man.